I'm Jay Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Okay, Gorge. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm late, but I'm good. You know I hate being late. I know you hate being late, but it's totally fine. I know. It's just that yesterday I was late to everything. Yesterday was one of those days where everything ran 15 minutes late and I was always sprinting to the next thing. That's really stressful. And it's fine. And I'm over it. That's kind of how I live my life. And it's, it is stressful. I don't know why yeah, I do it to myself. I don't do that to myself. So I really hated it. But no, but last night I went to, so I went to see Anne Julia, the new Broadway show. Oh yeah. How was it? So good. Like go see it. It's so fun. Like it's a Max Martin jukebox musical. So it's all Max Martin songs. Do you know oh, who fun. Max Martin is? Um, no. He's, so he's like a producer and he produced like every pop song ever. So like he produced like, Hit me, baby, one more time. Like oh, every Britney, okay, like yes, 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 yes. early Britney, early in sync, early Backstreet, like early Katy Perry, like, and so it's all Max Martin songs, but it's this, it's like a, it's like a twist on Romeo and Juliet, but it's like all about Juliet. Okay, I think my mom went and saw this and has told me it's about it. It's so fun. It's so fun. So it's all like. It's the actual song, like pop songs that are, yes. and they just like kind of insert it into different scenes of this. Well, yeah, it's sort of like a, it's like the idea is that they're rewriting Romeo and Juliet as it, like, it's the story of like, if she didn't kill herself, like if when Romeo died, she just like moved on <laughs> yeah. instead of like killing herself. And yeah. so then it's like about her like going on and like her life after he, and then like, it's, it's fun. I don't want to like spoil too much of it, but it's really, really funny. And like, the, just like the, you know all the songs and it's like fun but also it was like a it was like a promo for the thing so they like I like they t I was like taken to it mm -hmm. and the event before like the promo event to like hang out before the show was at the Knickerbocker Ooh. where I used to work oh like, I didn't know you worked there I opened the Knickerbocker eight years ago oh my I was God. on the opening bar team so I was like back and so first of all I was like stressed running through New York trying to get to the Knickerbocker because I was running late which I was like wow this is very 2015 of me um <laughs> But it was like so trippy. Like, did you see? Like, was anyone still there from no, your time there? No, that place had such a high turnover when I worked there because like hotels are vicious and hotel openings are like even more vicious. Mm -hmm. That I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if like literally not a single soul I know still works there. I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't really spoken to anyone. Anyone who I know who works there, who worked there when I was there, is definitely gone. Um, like any of the people I would still. Any of the people I still speak to, they're all gone. It's fun when I was on an opening team at a restaurant and it's, it's kind of fun. You get to like, I don't yeah, know. it's interesting. Like, I think it's more fun for like the smaller ones. Like I was like, I wonder if like, I didn't really have time to like look around and see the vibe. And I was like, I wonder how much of this like is even the same. Like, I feel like it's probably a totally different beverage program. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I kind of wanted to see that. I don't know. It was just, it was interesting to be back there. And like the event was in this like part of the bar that like never got used when I worked there. So it was just like funny to be over there. Cause I was like, it was like the kind of thing where like when I worked there, when they opened it, they were like, and when people rent out for private events, this will be the room where we do it. And it was like, okay, cool. And we were like, no one's ever going to rent out for private events. And then like fast forward eight years later, I'm like at the private event. <laughs> But the food and drinks were great. So like shout out to them. They're, the food was good. All right. So I had a good time. We'll take it. Yeah, I had a good time. I went to a wine bar last night called Spez. Have you heard of it? Wait, is, this on, is it the East Village like on like 4th? It's on 5th. 
12th Fuck. and 1st. Is it like Italian? Food? Yeah, it's all Italian wine yeah, I've heard and about Italian those food. Yeah. How, is, how was it? I've been, I've heard it was really cute. I got this gnocchi. It was, okay, so they had on the menu, it was gnocchi cacio pepe. And I was like, that sounds mm. interesting. Like, whatever. It came and it was like, I've never seen gnocchi this big. It was like almost like the size of a little dumpling. And it was filled with the cacio e pepe, like, saw. Yeah, it was actually really good. It was like kind of like a ravioli moment. Because those are, I would literally never order that. That's like two things I'm not really excited by in one dish. But that description of it, I'm curious about and would try. It was yummy. I'm not like the biggest gnocchi person and I'm not the biggest cacio e pepe person. Oh, really? I'm just like, give me the cheesy pasta sauce. I'm just kind of like, yeah, like, I mean, it's like bougie mac and cheese and like, there's nothing wrong with that, but like, yeah. I'm always going to go red over white. That's fair. For like a pasta sauce. Always. Yeah. I think it was like, I was sharing with a friend and like, that was what we, that's like where we kind of you, like, came merge? to agree on. Do you share the one thing? We shared that and like, we shared, um, like a salad. I had, we had an event here last night and yeah, we I saw had you guys a, setting up for it yesterday. It was a giant cheese board moment. Ooh. So I got there and I was like, I've already like eaten my weight in cheese. Jeez. So I couldn't have like my own sure. full meal and she had already eaten a snack too. So it was perfect. Oh, gorge. I'm going to the high, high room tonight. I've never been. I'm so excited. Cause it's, I think if I'm right, it's court street grocers restaurant. I didn't know that. And I know you're obsessed with. What do they, what do you get there? Celery soda? Oh, the celery soda. <gasps> I wonder if they'll have the celery soda there tonight. I'll get one. That's, I didn't, I, I forgot about the celery soda. Are you going to an event there or just meeting friends? I'm having dinner with my friend KK. Fun. Yeah. KK is, you remember when I had, we had Tian Tran on and like we have a mutual friend that it's KK. Okay, fun. Who I'm going to dinner with. I saw her on a commercial for How I Met Your Father yesterday. I was like, oh, I know her. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Season two, go check it out. No, but I'm I'm really excited because I love Court Street Grocer. I'm oh, wait now. I need to look that up. That I'm not making that up. I think Court Street Grocer owns High High Room. I had no idea, but that is they're both very trendy, so I can see it. And they're both like sandwiches. There you go. I'm excited to try Gage and Tolner tonight for the first time. <gasps> I forgot that's happening tonight. I mean, I feel like I'm excited for you, but at the same time, I am just like it does not. I'm like it. Yeah, High High Room by Court Street Grocer is great. Confirmed. Um. I feel like it's not really the place for vegetarians. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, I guess it's good that you're going for free though, because it's like, I like, that's like part of the reason I've never gone is like, I wouldn't want to like go. Um, like I've never done like a birthday night there because David, my best friend is vegetarian, which like makes things challenging sometimes in terms of like me going to the restaurants I want to go to. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I feel like I'm that friend for some people. My boyfriend is like, I just want to go to fucking steak place. It's only annoying. The thing is, is it's only annoying. Like I love, like it's only annoying in certain instances, like, and quite rarely, like I love going to vegetarian restaurants. Like I don't need meat. Like, like Miss Ada, like has meat on the menu. I almost get none of the meat. Like I get all the vegetarian things at Miss Ada just because I like them more. Like, well, there are certain types of cuisines that like lean vegetarian. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. I feel like. Indian food, for example, is like yeah, very Indian's like naturally easy. vegetarian friendly. Yeah, I'll do that. That's like no problem. Going to like like I'll go to ha 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 literally anytime and do like so good. You know what I mean? I'll go like. Have even, you been to Planta Queen right near here? No, it's a vegan place, but they have like really it's really cute in there. There's a vegan place. Wait, there's a really good vegan place on Second Avenue called like Raise, like R A I Z. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you gone there? No, but I walk by it all the time. Go there. It's so fucking good. Okay. They have a really good salad, the taco salad. 
Um, All right. Something I fuck with hard is coconut queso, like coconut vegan cheese. It's like a little sweet. They, they have it at Haha ha, ha too, and it's like so good. I'm vegetarian and not vegan, so like Same. cheese is well, something no, I, I go. <laughs> not you're not. I, any, I'm saying queso is something that I'm like. I'm just gonna have the queso no, queso, 100%. but I respect the fact that coconut it, queso exists for yes. those who want it. Um, the cashew one, the cashew cheeses. I had a friend that wanted, those get dicey. Yeah. No, but the thing. Okay, but my point is, it's like <laughs> the only time it's annoying having like a vegetarian best friend is like. Cause it's like, and like, even like Italian, like it's like, I'll get the Italian, like I don't need, like, like I'll do a lemon pasta, I'll do a red sauce pasta, like mm. I don't, it's not that big of an issue. It's when it's specifically like, I would love to do one of my, my birthday dinner at a steakhouse one year. And I just like, know he would be annoyed. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> I'm also not going to invite him or I'm not going to not invite David to my birthday party, but it's like. You think he would actually care? It's one meal. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, really? So I'm like the type of person I'm like, I'll just eat like, I'll eat the sides and the salads. I don't really care. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. He might not go. Like he's kind of like, <laughs> he's kind of stubborn like that. Like That's funny. I remember in, when I was in like high school or middle school, my brother had his birthday party at one of those Brazilian steakhouses, like the, where they like shave like the meat. Like from Bridesmaids? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so like they're coming over and they're like. They keep putting this like giant slab of meat in my face, and I'm like, no, I don't want that. And they're like, I don't know. It was like, the, it was actually a vegetarian's worst nightmare. Yeah. But so, do you find meat gross? Yeah. Really? Because like I, because it's animals. Like when it looks like you can see like the leg, I'm like, oh god, like that really upsets me. Oh really? Yeah. Like so, eating wings is upsetting to you. Like I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's okay. It's gross. I don't like I don't like thinking about that it was once an animal that was alive. Like that sure, freaks me out. Have you always been veg like since you were a little kid? Since I was seven. Yeah, that's valid. So like and it started because I literally it was the first time I saw my mom cooking a raw chicken. And like you know, when you see a raw chicken, you're like, Oh, that's a fucking animal with its legs and shit. I was like, That I'm not eating that and then I never ate meat again. Interesting. Yeah. But that I don't know. I've always I, I don't know. I feel like Penny Lane would literally look like a rotisserie chicken if we shaved her, so. Oh, God. <laughs> I've, like, for, I did veganism for, like, three months once, two or three months. And really? Yeah. And I didn't, I've, like, I've, like, dabbled with different things at different times, but ultimately I just, like, I, I, I eat meat. Yeah. And I, I was vegan for a time, and, like, that's, that's too restrictive The hardest thing about veganism, I actually didn't, the hardest thing was the it's kind of nice, but like the volume of food I had to eat to like stay full because yeah. you're not eating. Cause like they say the thing that you have to be careful about when you go vegetarian or vegan, more so vegan is like, don't just like fill up on rice. Cause you're like over carving yourself. And like, I'm not saying carbs are bad for you, but like people tend, because you're like, like you're supposed to eat, like what is like the idea? It's like 30. I feel like your diet's supposed to be like 30% fat, 30% protein, 40% carbs. That's like the healthy like metric, I think. And it's like, because you cut meat and fat sources out because of veganism, then people go like 80% carbs and it's like an imbalance. Oh my God, yeah. And I was like trying to be really mindful of that when I went vegan. But so to do that, like the amount of like avocado and vegetables, like and like tofu you have to eat because it also doesn't keep you as full for long is like, yeah. I was just like, I'm constantly eating. Yeah. I'm constantly eating, which was kind of fun, but also you're just like constantly eating. Yeah. I remember when I was vegan, I was eating so much peanut butter and like when I learned what the actual serving size was for peanut butter I was horrified and shocked it's a joke it was I felt attacked by that yeah. because I was eating like half a jar in a day 
Yeah, but if you're a vegan, you kind of need to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't care, but I was just like, they're saying to eat a teaspoon? Like, <laughs> that is so silly. That's not enough. <laughs> that wouldn't even, like, make a PB&J. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, that was also the time where I, like, the same time I was vegan was the time that I was running long distance. Like, I was on the cross-country team. That's, like, a crazy combo. Yeah, crazy. So, I would come home. I would have two dinners. So I would come home and I would have my first dinner and then I would like shower and then I'd come back downstairs and have dinner with the rest of my family. Yeah. I was eating. Yeah. I remember my friend Taylor in high school play, like I didn't know him in high school, but he told me about this. He played water polo, which is like psycho because you're treading water for like, like in water polo practice, you're treading water for like three hours. I truly like, because I hadn't heard of water polo until college. And I was like, how do they get the horses in the pool? Like, I truly was so confused. But anyway. No, but water polo is crazy. Like, I think it's <laughs> supposed to be one of the most, like, I feel like they say it's one of the most high endurance exercise. Like, yeah, that, the, like the people well, who play I can it are barely like, swim. Athletes. I don't understand how they're playing a sport while doing it. Like, that's well, it's like, because you're treading water and then you're essentially like sprint swimming for the ball. Like, it's just crazy. But he was like, I would go home and eat like 3,000 calories because yeah. like you burn so much and you're a teenager so you're growing so you need more food like I remember like seeing a long time ago that there was some sort of there was like I don't remember what magazine it was but someone did a profile with Michael Phelps and he talked about what he eats in a typical day when he's training and it was like well I was just watching do you know know Jonathan Majors no you'd recognize him he's playing like Kang in the MCU he's like he's like an up and he's like a big actor right now he's in the new Creed movie he was in um I'm terrible with celebrity names. He was in um, Motherfucker, Lovecraft Country. He's like, and he's like so jacked right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll just pull up a picture. Like his body is crazy. And I watched this video on TikTok the other day and he was, someone asked him because he got, he's in the new Rocky movie, like, or the new Creed movie. Um, Okay. They were like, what is your current like diet for um, Creed? And he, or like to be in shape for Creed. And he was saying he works out three times a day, like three full workouts. And he's eating like, it was like 6,500 calories a day, which is, that is so much food. And it's not just that like. That would like hurt to eat. You know what I mean? Like well, what's crazy. It's like, you're not, it's like, you're not like, look at how big his arms are. Oh my God. Like he's huge. He's like so muscular wow and it's like what's crazy is like when you're that like muscly like look at him it's like you're not you can't even experience hunger like you can't if you if you're hungry you're not eating enough do you know what i mean you have to like every time you're you can't like wait till you're hungry to eat you just have to keep eating wow it's like it's crazy (laughs) i don't know i feel like that would be very difficult to like remember like i guess that that's your whole job like i mean that is like his whole job because he's like in the mcu Okay, there you go. So like, but like, I just, that's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. I, um. That's so much food. As you know, I'm not a um, big exercise person, but I'm like trying to be better this year. Cause like, whatever. What, with what kind of exercise? So that's a really good question. I'm like still trying to figure <laughs> out like what I like, but I went to a Pilates class for the first time last week. And you know how they have those like big machines? They're the called reformer. reformers. yeah, yeah. Okay, I had never gone to anything like this. Oh, reformer is hard. 
Katie, when I tell you hard. that like my body, like to walk the next couple of days, like no, it's I, crazy. I thought that I had like ripped my ab like muscle because it was so in pain that I was like, this is not normal. Well, because the whole thing about Pilates is like, did you know, like it, Pilates was like developed for, it, it was developed as exercise for people that were bed bound in hospitals. Like oh, a reformer is the size of a hospital bed. I did not know that. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I might be fucking this up a little bit, but this is like generally the thing. Like that is like the origin of Pilates. And it's about like working. It's not like, whereas like, if you're like, if you're like doing bicep curls, you're like working like the larger muscles. Mm-hmm. Pilates is about working like the smaller muscles so that you are like able to like build your balance back up and your posture back up. And like, so that you don't like atrophy if you're bed bound for six months. Okay. It's about working all of those like smaller muscles. I've basically been bed bound. <laughs> but at the point is like, that's why you're, you get so sore is because you exercise muscles that you like literally haven't used Didn't since you were like existed. 10 years old. Cause when you were like rolling around, like I remember I did a Pilates, a reformer Pilates class one on one. It was actually, it was this woman. It, actually, it's funny. It was someone from the Knickerbocker. It was this girl who was studying at the Knickerbocker. or not, She was serving at the Knickerbocker while she was studying to become a Pilates instructor. Okay. And so she had to do like a thousand hours of like one-on-one. Not It was not a thousand. That's so many hours. So like a hundred <laughs> hours of like one-on-one coaching. Okay. And so she could do it for free. So she, anyone at the Knickerbocker, she'd be like, please like come to the studio and you'll get like a private Pilates session for free because she like needed her hours. Okay. And so I did it because I was like, yeah, why the fuck not? It was like the hard, it was like one of the hardest workouts I've ever done. Cause it's like, did you have to do the thing where you like slide one leg out on the thing and then you have to like pull it back in while being upright and like, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like I remember like, cause she asked for <laughs> feedback and like, she's a dancer. And I remember being like, I was like, you need to understand. Like she would tell me something and I was like, okay, I need you to understand that the way I perceive my own body that's physically impossible. Like what you're asking me to do, I'm like, I don't even know what the muscle is to like trigger mentally to like perform that motion. The worst thing is, is like I would go again, but but I was kind of humiliated in that class because like the- Did you go to a beginner's? It was just like a normal random class that I signed up for, you know, like whatever. I don't, it wasn't beginner. People there like (laughs) had been there before clearly. And the instructor was just, perceiving me the entire time and like <laughs> was like really like thinking she was like doing me a favor by like helping me and you're like no and like, I was let like, me be just let me like figure this out for myself like yeah. this is my journey and I'm on it and like I don't want you to keep like correcting my form because I'm like well they have to because you'll hurt yourself I That's, know but like, I just uh, I just was like I I'm terrified to go back no, at this point but that's like the first time I did Bikram yoga have you ever done Bikram yoga? I did once, yeah. And, and I you have the tiny little motions too. Well, yes, but my fucking dumbass, and this happens every time I take a yoga class, is I always think that like I think that like as a young age, at a young age, I just completely conflated like yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. So I always think that yoga is gonna be this very like and it is like spiritual whatever, but I always think it's gonna be more about like relaxation than it is about exercise. And I like I joke, there's always like a there's always like a moment in a in a yoga class where I'm like this is a motherfucking push up, like, or like, this is a fucking sit up. Like, this isn't like, they're like, okay. And then like swing your energy forward. And I'm like, that's a crunch. You're making me do a crunch. Like, <laughs> stop like saying like, and I get mad, but it's like, yeah, I went, to, I remember like when I went to Bikram, I thought the whole point was like, you're sort of like peacefully moving through motions while you're like sweating out your demons. And it's like, no, you're working the fuck out. And I was like, I was like shamed in my first Bikram class. But I did go, I forget what it was called, but I went to this one class not realizing, like I went wanting to like have it be a workout. And it was like this one class where like the whole point, like give you a blanket when you got there and you literally just kind of like laid down and like it was nap time and you rolled around. And I was like, this is better than what I was expecting. (laughs) I was like, I 
I tried. <laughs> that's actually definitely what I want. Yeah. I'm going to find out what that was called and we can go. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I'm not the biggest workout class person. I've done a handful over the years and it's like, I do just prefer going to the gym on my own. I would never do it otherwise. Like if I didn't. No. Like and I get that. It's not, I'm not judging. I think it's like a perfectly, I think it's like a wonderful thing that is like a personal taste thing. And it's just not how I exercise. I mean, again, like I don't even do it now, but like when I signed up for that class, I was like, the day of, I was like, I, if I hadn't yeah. already paid for this, I would not go. Yeah. The, like <laughs> the intensity of like, we're going to get your whole workout in, in 35 minutes. Like that's not my vibe. Yeah. It stresses me out. Cause also like the, the workouts or exercise that I do like normally on my own, is just like, I have a yoga mat in my room and I kind of like stretch <laughs> for like 20 minutes while I watch the housewives. Yeah. And that's totally valid. And it is valid for me. That works for you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the only, the last workout class I did, I think was rumble, which is like boxing and it was hardcore. I walk by that and I walk faster <laughs> when I walk by it. Cause I'm scared. It was fun. I had yeah. a good time, but it was like hard. The issue is, is like, I one time tried to go to a kickboxing class and they told me I couldn't punch right. Like I was like, yeah, I, you have to have a good form. I don't even you know what also, that means. Apparently they, you can really fuck up your back. Yeah. So. so I was like, if I can't even punch, like I'm done. That's actually my number one reason I don't like classes is because it makes you do, I feel like they make you do exercises you're not familiar with, but then like, you're like, I think I'm doing this right. But like the teachers has too many people to like pay attention to, to make sure you're not doing it in a way that's going to hurt yourself. And I'm just so afraid I'm going to like break my back or something and be like, oh yeah, well, if you do this this way, it's like really bad. It's like the same reason I'm afraid of like CrossFit. Oh my god! I'm also just afraid of the people that do it. Yeah, don't like, that's why in I like Brooklyn yoga. it's intense because you'll just be walking down a street and then you'll pass by like a garage and it turns out it's like a CrossFit gym and there's just like 40 people inside being like Rah! and like throwing barbells. Yeah, that's why like of all the ones like yoga's good because it's like at least the people are like peaceful. Yeah, they're Absolutely. not like they're not judging. They're just like doing their thing. The the, the room's darkish. Like no one's like yeah. watching you. I'm like, okay, I can just like, be myself. <laughs> totally. Okay, we can get to the episode now. Um, I was so excited when I found out this comedian was coming to New York because it meant they could do the show. He is so fucking funny. This episode had us laughing. There was a part in this episode where me and Keith are like herniating. We are laughing so hard. Um, this was such a blast to record. He did my show after this, Gorge Night, and it was such a blast. Please enjoy me going out with EJ Marcus. I will say when we ordered three hot toddies, the bartender was like, I've never made that before. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, sorry. <laughs> um, no, rock and roll is fun. But yeah, yeah I, a hot toddy there is funny. Okay, noted. <laughs> never again. <laughs> no, but I get it. Like people, when I was bartending and people would order hot toddies, I was like, I was like, I get it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you also, you need to get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, Because it's like yeah. a hot, like... It's, You're cold, but now I have to deal with hot. And yeah. if that's, it's annoying both ways. They need to invent a tap that can pour hot. Yeah. Don't they have, that? don't they have like a, sorry, I feel like some fancy people have like a boiling water tap. Have you ever yeah, seen that? No. Yeah. I, every time I see those, I'm just like, that feels like such an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I guess you I wash your hands. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know I would do it. <laughs> I know I would do it. So it's like, but I do think that would be nice for a hot toddy because it's like, it would. That is because I respect the need for it, yeah. but it's like, but it should have like a padlock on it and you need to put in a code before you can like, <laughs> and you're doing 25 to use it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's <laughs> totally respectable. Yeah. Where did you just do rock and roll all night? 
We were there, and then before we were there, we were at like a French place, question mark. Imagine if I also guessed that correctly based on just French. Uh, It was like French, and my friend was like, they have awesome dessert. And we were like, oh my God, awesome. And then we ordered dessert, and she was like, we're out. (laughs) (laughs) So we just got wine. That's ass. Um, Where was the show the night before? Um, It was at... The Red Room at KGB Bar. Oh, it was Emily's show. Yes. Fun. It was really fun. That was an awesome show, honestly. That show is... I haven't actually done Emily's show there, but I've been to that room. Mm -hmm. And it's very, like, Sleep No More-esque. Like, very weird. Kind of, like, spooky. There's, like, a tub. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Everyone was like, get in the tub. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to get in the tub. I don't want to get in the tub. No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me get in the tub. So... Being in New York, do you feel like you're going to be going out more than you would in L.A.? Or are you a going outer in L.A.? I am a going outer in L.A., but here's the thing. Is I have... Okay. The answer is yes. I will be going out more here. But that is because I think my friends that live here do just generally go out more... 100%. ...than my friends that live in L.A. And I'm not going to generalize. I'm not going to say that's about L.A. or about New York. No, it's just your experience of the two cities. It's my experience of the two cities. Do I think maybe there's correlations? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not saying anything because I don't want anybody it's to get like mad at me. Comedian. <laughs> White knuckling to not disparage the city you live in. Yeah, because LA's a perfect city, famously. So. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong there. It's There's like, no homelessness in LA. No, none. That's and what's amazing when you public go. Public transit is flawless, obviously. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. It makes sense. You picture it, you think, yeah, that's a city. People are taxed fairly. Uh huh. Yes. And yes. Yeah. No wealth disparity. It's crazy. That's what's amazing. Yeah. Is everyone, it feels communist in mm-hmm, LA. Mm-hmm. It's a little oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you, how long have you lived in LA? It, was it just straight Portland to LA? No. It was, I've lived in LA for a little over a year. It was Portland to college in Ohio. Um, Kenyon or Oberlin? Oberlin. <laughs> <laughs> I can clock them. Awesome. I can clock them. (laughs) Well, it's always, yeah, yeah. It's, I always say college (laughs) Ohio because it's like, honestly, half and half like interactions. Some people are like, (laughs) oh, just say you went to Oberlin immediately. And then other, the other half of people are like, over, Oberlin? What is that? You know, and then I'm like, both ways I feel stupid. Yeah. Um, If you had said Ohio State, I would have had an aneurysm. Really? Yeah. No, not really. It would have been shocked. It's like, I just knew you went to Oberlin. I know. Wouldn't it be cool if it was Ohio State though? You'd be like, what? Yes. No, it'd be fun. Um, yeah, unfortunately it was Oberlin. Um, no, fortunately, ugh, no, I don't know. I'm like randomly plugging my You don't have to apologize. <laughs> you don't have to like apologize for going to Oberlin. Um, no, I do. And it needs to be formal. Um, <laughs> I went to Oberlin College. And so I was living in Ohio for four years. And then I moved to Philadelphia. And oh, I was in Philly this morning. Were you really? Yeah, I literally am coming. Those are my two bags. I just got off the Amtrak. Oh my God, you're crazy. We had a show. Marsha and I did our show in Philly last night. Where was your show? It was at Underground Arts. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was like, I think it used to be a theater and now it's mostly a music venue and it's mm-hmm. like very punk rock metal aesthetic. Absolutely. And then Marsha Absolutely. And I show is like <laughs> a community theater parody. So it definitely was like uh, aesthetically an interesting sure, moment. Sure, maybe confusing, yeah. But we had a great time. That's awesome. They were amazing and the food is really good there. Yes. I, I really love Philly. I do. I, this was my, I hadn't been to Philly in a long time. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. My friend's apartment was gorgeous and they pay so little for it. I know. It's very affordable. Shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really awesome there. I um I lived in West Philly, which is also very beautiful. I don't know nice. where do you I know was where in you South was? Philly. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. It was like and it felt it honestly felt like London. It was like skinny streets. Yes. Yeah, I know it's South and Philly. Like row like, housing. It was like cute as Buck, we yeah. went to a bakery for breakfast this morning. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, really, really good food. Yeah. Um yeah, I really love Philly. 
I moved there with the intention. I graduated college in 2019, moved there with the intention of trying comedy. You know, I mean, I like did look comedy in college. And I was like, I'm going to move to an approachable city and do comedy there. And then the pandemic hit, obviously. So um, so when you moved to LA, was that because things had started happening on TikTok and you were like, let's go? No, actually. Okay. I moved to, I didn't start doing TikTok until I'd lived in LA for a couple of months. Oh, okay. Um, because... In LA, I was meeting all these people who were so smart. Who are you? <laughs> who are using this thing called TikTok? No, I, I had heard of it. Obviously, <laughs> I just got a phone. <laughs> you were like, I- <laughs> um, sorry, I forgot to mention when I was living in Philly, it was 1972. Yeah. I'm when sorry. I moved to yeah, LA, yeah. it was I'm, through a time portal. I'm 47 years old. <laughs> um, so, so yes, I I moved to LA. I was meeting all these really awesome people who were making funny videos online, and I was nice. like, oh, I should definitely be doing that, too. Right. And then that was kind of when I started. And then you made videos funnier than all of them. <laughs> your videos are so good. <laughs> thank you. I genuinely love your stuff so much. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so nice. <laughs> I feel like Philly's a fun going out town. It is fun. It is fun. Yeah. There's also, like, it's like... I don't know. It was an awesome place to be like had just I just graduated from college. I was working at Trader Joe's. I was making like obviously no money. Yeah. And I could like, you know, still afford to like go to concerts. I, like there's like really cool artists that come through there and yeah. play at like tiny awesome venues and like I don't know, really fun like little bars where people are doing live music. Yeah. It's just like it's really cool. Um yeah. Yeah, I kind of like wish not I mean, I'm happy with where my life is, so I don't and I love that I've lived in New York as long as I have. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's an intelligence to doing the mid-city stepping stone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's a really smart move. Like, doing Philly or doing... Not, not that Chicago is, like, bigger than New York or L.A., but I think most people, Chicago people, do end up moving to New York or L.A. if they're doing comedy. So, yeah, like, yeah. it does feel like a mid-step in that way. Yeah. And it is objectively a lot more affordable than New York or L.A. So it I think it's totally, like, totally. I think that that's really freeing, and I think it's a smart move. So, yeah. congrats, because that's not what I did. Thank you. I mean, I will say that was the intention. It didn't super pan out, because it did sort the, of, like, COVID hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it ended up being more so, like me walking around downtown Philly while all the businesses were closed, sort of contemplating my own existence, <laughs> kind of masked outside, kind of vibes. <laughs> but, you know, a wonderful place to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And where where do you live in LA now? I live on the border of Silver Lake and East Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> do you know, does that mean anything to you? <laughs> I mean, I've been, this point I've been to LA a handful of times and I've been to all these neighborhoods and I like, it's like I get the layout for two seconds mm-hmm. and then I go like back and I'm like, it's gone. Well, cause the streets are not going straight. You know, it's, there's a lot of, you're like, wait, we were on this street, but now we're south of where we were earlier. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. And I feel like all the directions are landmark based. I'd be like, oh, I'm on this street and this street. And people are like, no. And I'm like, it's behind the McDonald's. And they're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like very that. And I'm like, okay, it's just like a different brain. It's like a different brain pattern than New York, yes. which is like very street based. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I love that. Okay, wait. So are you a restaurant person or we bar person? Like, let's talk. What's your going out vibe? Mm, what's my going out vibe? Um, I love... Honestly, I I have a lot of different, I feel like, versions. Like, a lot of times in L.A., it'll be, you know, I'm with, like, a group of people. We're Mm -hmm. sitting outside on, like, a patio. Everybody's drinking orange wine, to be honest. Yeah, that's That's, the thing. That's the thing, And that's happening in New York now, too. Unfortunately, we do have to be indoors. But people want... At this point, I literally... Do you know when you just realized you have an idea that is, like, the... You're like, I'm going to be a millionaire? Yeah. Hard, Sunny D. Okay, um, That's essentially orange wine. 
find Sunny D. Seriously. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm really trying to. So it's been a while since I've had Sunny D. It has that caustic acidity. <laughs> Like of like, like a caustic acidity that really comes with those natty orange wines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make yeah. it alcoholic. I'm slap some like Everclear. Slap some Everclear in. <laughs> this just sounds like a mimosa. It is sort of a mimosa. Don't. I'm not. You're not coming to Shark Take with me. Okay. Okay. It's like, but throw some like Everclear in a Sunny Z and then put it in a glass bottle with a sunrise that's like hand painted in crepe. Mm. And that is going to be America's next hottest natural wine. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I, like, hmm, I, I like so believe in you to make that look awesome. <laughs> okay, so you're on a patio drinking orange wine. Um, I'm on a patio drinking orange wine. You know, everyone's like, my day was kind of rough. You know, like we're sort of like, my boss was on one again. You know, everyone I know is an assistant, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And and that can be sometimes the LA vibe, which is fun. Um, sure. I also do love, like, I would say, and this was explained to me when I moved to LA, that the vibe in LA for going out is a lot more like monthly events, like monthly, like themed events. And you have to like, heard know this. what those are. Yeah. It's like this show happens on like the third Thursday of the month. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and so like, you know, the like queer scene, like there will be like a monthly, there's a, um, like a gay, it's called gay astrology. Okay. Um, ass feels, astrology. Feels, oh, no, okay. I was going to say it feels redundant. Yeah, yeah. Astrology <laughs> <is> gay, <but laughs> um, and that's like a monthly event. Obviously, it's like astrology themed. So they're like, it's the Pisces party, you know? Yeah, totally. And, um, and like that kind of thing where it's like a lot of times like an outdoor dance party, which is, I find pretty fun. I'm, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, that's fun. Um, so how did you, like, so you were in your early 20s when you moved to LA? I... Am 25. So you were 24 when you moved? <laughs> or you were still 25? I was 24. Okay, gorgeous. <laughs> no, okay. I guess my point is, like, I feel like people talk about, like, what, did you, did you find it hard to make friends? Like, being mm. not, like, in high school or college, fresh out, like, in being in, like, a post that age when you moved to LA? Um, yes and no. I think I had a, a huge leg up because... I had a few college friends that I already knew who were living there. God bless. Who were like, you know, one of my best friends from college had lived there since before the pandemic. So she was like introducing me to people, you know, taking me out to dinner, whatever. God bless. Showing me the spots. And then I also honestly knew a couple people from high school too. West Coast. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So that was also like, in a way, it didn't feel like I was moving home by any means, but it did feel like, oh, suddenly there's like people who have a lot more like, you know, a high school friend would be like, oh, and this person who's also from Portland, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Which, like, didn't... If I met someone from the Pacific Northwest in Philly, I was like, what are you doing here? (laughs) This is weird. Yeah, totally. Like, this Um, is my thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is my idea. Um, (laughs) Horrible. I, like, claim gentrifying Philly. I'm like, yeah, that was all me. (laughs) Um, So, so yes. I... So, yeah, I made a lot of friends that way. And then also... To be honest, like the internet does some cool stuff in that way. You know, yeah, people reach other comics reaching helpful. out, being like, do you want to get a coffee? Whatever. Yeah. Um, get coffee. A thing that doesn't happen in New York. No way. I love getting a coffee. Okay. Oh. Walk me through why. Um, well, I love mornings. Okay. Um, <laughs> you just lit up. <laughs> <laughs> I love morning. I love waking up thinking, oh, I'm going to have, I love coffee also. Well, yeah. No, here's the thing. These okay. are all, I'm a morning person okay. and I love coffee, but I feel like no one in New York says, let's get a coffee. Do you agree, Keith? Hmm. 
No one does that. Yeah, no one not, does that. What? I don't know why. Lunch. I'll get lunch all the time, lunch. but coffee is not happening as much. If someone texted me, yeah, I'm actually dead yeah. serious. If someone texted me and was like, "Hey, let's get a coffee," I'd be like, "They're mad at me." Oh my god! Like uh, we're having a talk. I asked a couple of people to get coffee. We're having a here. talk. I would. Didn't I ask you to get a coffee? No, maybe not. No. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> no. God, this is super awkward. Fuck. Um, <laughs> no, but um, I would have thought you were mad at me. No, I okay. wouldn't have. <laughs> With LA people I get, I'd be like, oh, no, they're just visiting from LA. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. They've got too much time on their hands. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They don't really know the flow. No, if like a New York City friend was like, hey, do you want to get a coffee? Yeah. I'd be like, in my mind, here's the thought process. Okay. They don't want to get lunch because that's too long. Like it's going mm -hmm. to be short. Yeah. And they don't want to go out at night because they don't, this is not about having fun. <laughs> like, so, so it's, yeah. it's like, they're here to tell me like, hey, like what you said last week really upset me. Like that is what I would assume was happening. Well, and it's so funny because those things I do, I think they remain true in LA, but people just claim that as like, yeah, obviously. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm not going to spend that much time with you or that much money on you to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're getting a coffee. <laughs> they're like, hey, you have about $5 worth of interest yeah. in me. So, like, <laughs> let's sort of. And also, I probably want something from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, again, a perfect city. It's really interesting. Because <laughs> I've done the coffee meet and I'm like, this was a general that my agents didn't set up. Yes, like, that's yes. essentially what it is. It's like a general that was no, set up by it Instagram. Is. It is. I'm like, do I send a follow up email? Yeah, yeah. I was like, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. You have to, like, what did we talk about? Okay, I'm going to reference that. Make a funny joke. <laughs> Have you found, wait, but have you found it, like the stereotype of it, like feeling socially oppressive that everyone wants something and it's all about work and career. Mm -hmm. Have you found that to be true and oppressive or are you feeling yes. like you can actually? <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. I mean, I've fully like been at a party and someone's like, oh my God, like, hey, you do call me, blah, blah, blah. And then they're suddenly they're pitching me their podcast. And I, what, and one that doesn't <sighs> exist yet. That's key. It doesn't exist. Um, that's and it's, so important. It's just like, what, you know, like I think that, Sometimes, okay, I'll back up. Sometimes I think it can be kind of cool slash refreshing to know that people are telling you exactly why they're talking to you. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, at least we're not playing a weird game where yeah. you're like, oh my God, do you know my friend? Oh no. And also, um, remind me who reps you, you know, like, I think that <laughs> is kind of like, sure, whatever. Um, but ultimately makes you feel weird in a different way. And it is kind of refreshing when people are just like, oh, hey. I know you know this person. Can we talk about, well, you know, like it's. The directness of that is fun. But then it's it like, gets I old guess. Though, too. You kind of then have to, I guess, I don't know. Cause that's just so not New York. I yeah, feel. yeah. No, it's not. But I don't know what that is. Well, I think it's cause not everyone's doing the same thing. I know that's the thing is that at least in New York, like you're in a room full of interesting people, but they're not all interesting in the same way. Like, yeah, I think it can get very, like I have to like consciously, like I have a few friends in LA who I'm like, they do something so different than me. One of my good friends in LA, she's a preschool teacher. Amazing. That's so important. Amazing. To have. And obviously that's also just epic job. Like yeah, yeah. like she's doing awesome stuff, but it's like I have to consciously be like I need more people in my life who are not yeah. being psychotic in the same way that I'm being psychotic. Of like yeah, trying to do the comedy TV film bullshit. Yeah, where it's just like fuck. <sighs> no, it's so 
That is, I think, really, because I actually think you see that in New York with people. Like, I'll go, if I go to a party or a bar and then I'm like, oh, everyone's that. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you're like, it's not. I mean, I'm not, I'm not actually like out. Like, I'm not going to like walk out immediately, but I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Genuine is like a little bit of a different vibe. And yes. I really respect like when someone, like my friend to a party last weekend and it was a lot of that, but there were also non-people mixed in. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually so important to the vibe because otherwise it would combust. Well, and it's also a good indicator that um, the people that are in the industry or whatever are like not the worst because if there's people around them who don't do that then they can like stomach being around them. yeah they have <laughs> like know? a personality outside of yes it. it's not just like we're talking shop all the time yeah and i like that <laughs> <laughs> i need that too yeah because are you someone that does bits <sighs> look i'll do a bit i'll participate in a bit but i do think there's a time and a place i can't do Okay. I really, I have like a short fuse with bits. I can do okay. bits for two seconds and then like, I'll be like, oh, we can have a conversation. And then yeah. he'll be like, no. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, I'm pretending to be a tiger. And I'm yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like with that tiger. <laughs> it's just like too. Yeah. Because then it's the same thing of like, we're not actually wanting to like get to know each other. We're just like there to like be like there. Like I don't perform know. for each other, which Perfor- is weird. Which is yeah. hell. That is hell. Yeah. What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. You said that like it was so painful. <laughs> I'm always ready for the reaction. Sometimes it's negative. I mean, we get judged as water signs. Yeah. And so what are you? What is the other one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know it. Guess. Is it Aries? No, no, they're fire. Fuck. They're fire. Can I swear? Yeah, you can swear all the fuck you want. <laughs> um, I know this. It's not Aquarius. I know that. No, that's air. Um, Which is crazy. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's really weird. Um, Pisces and I don't know. What is it? Scorpio. I knew that. Scorpio knew and that. Cancer. Everybody knows that sign. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Cancer. I knew Cancer was one. Fuck. <sighs> Cancer's the crab, so it's water. Yeah. And yeah. I get along really well with Cancer. Pisces, the fish. Scorpio. We're scorpions. We drown. Like, we actually are not aquatic. That's a huge issue. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, but I do associate that with being a water sign thing. So I think that's part of what, like the bit, like we need a little bit of more sincerity. Yes. I need that. Yes. I think that's the thing. And that's probably why you similarly need friends that are like yeah, real people. Cause it's like, I can't, I can't feel like I'm not having real conversations or I start to no, lose my mind. Absolutely. Because I'm having <laughs> like the amount of emotions I go through in 30 seconds, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, mean, I need to be able to like be a little bit real. I can't do a whole. Well, cause I'll start to lose my mind. I yeah. need to like be actually bouncing up against you to confirm reality. Yes. Yes. yes and when the, that's, I think the thing about. <laughs> I heard that dog bark in my life. She is, um, she hates it. Oh. <laughs> she's, the, she's the only person she hates. Are you serious? Like, yeah, every time he walks That makes a ton of sense because the way he responded was like, not again. Like, <laughs> he literally looked at her. He looked at her like, I. Yeah. He was like, this fucking dog. <laughs> um, he even said his own dog did the same thing to him. Well, oh, no. Um, he's on top. No, that's he. That sucks. No, oh, it's that's all not good. your fault. Yeah. <laughs> um. No offense, but whose dog is that? Katie's. Okay. <laughs> that's Katie's dog. That I literally until today I had never heard bark, and now, it barked at me too. Yeah, I, I mean, mean she's having a bad day. I mean, fair. The I, weather's horrible. I mean, Jenny said Wednesday and Thursday. 
I know. Mm. Astrology is supposed to be really bad today. Yeah, oh, today. okay. But I had a pretty good day yesterday. Yeah, well, it's either going to be yesterday or today. I had, a, I had a rough day yesterday. So oh. you're thriving today. I'm not thriving, but I'm thriving. Okay. Mm, okay, sure. <laughs> okay, I respect that. that. Yeah. yeah. I respect that. You had a good yesterday, though. You went to Rock and Roll, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I had a great time I saw the craziest. <laughs> I saw the craziest bar fight of my life at Rock and Roll. <gasps> no way. It was actually the craziest shit I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, no, was it scary? Uh, well, it involved those beer glasses. Did you see them there? Yeah. They're like the, chalices. Yeah, 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 it involved heavy. those. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of blood. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It wasn't a fun bar fight. I wish it was a fun bar fight. Yeah, I love a fun bar fight. I love a fun fight in general. Me too, me too. Are you a gossip? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gossiping is key. I mean, how do we learn how to be human if not through gossip? I'm such a gossip advocate. It's so important. It's, it's so really healthy. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really important way. And it's, especially when you're in a new city trying to make friends, you need to, the gossip is so vital. Yeah. And figuring out who you can gossip to who about, you know, like the levels. Because some people are like, oh, I don't really want to talk about them. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's okay. actually like the thing is like if you're gonna be like, I don't want to talk about that. It's like you, I, 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 I'm gonna respect your boundary, sure. but no, you have affected whether or not we will ever be friends. Absolutely, like, absolutely. You're like, well, there is a wall that we have reached. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's interesting, like learning people's boundaries of gossip. Yeah, like. How can I tell this story in a way that's like not insane? Okay. Someone recently, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Basically, someone was telling me about how they were like obsessed with this person mm -hmm. and they kept on like, they were like obsessed with this person and they wanted to hook up with them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, it seemed kind of out of nowhere to me. Mm -hmm. And then a few weeks later, I was hanging out with one of our mutual friends and he was like, oh, I'm hooking. I, sometimes I hook up with this person the same person mm -hmm. and they're incredible at sex. And I was like, oh, is that why my friend wants to hook up with him? Because you're, you told him that he's incredible at sex. Yeah. And he was like, yes. Oh. And then I go back to the other person. I was like, why did you leave out the detail that that's why? Because mm -hmm. otherwise this felt totally in insane to me. And he was yeah. like, well, he told me not to tell anyone. And I was like, so now we're, you've damaged our friendship. Cause yeah. you were like, we're telling me a half truth. Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. Permanent schism in our friendship, I think. Yeah, because it's just kind of like... I'm like, why are you telling me part of the story if you're not going to tell me the whole story? Because then I feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, that would have helped everybody if I just knew that detail. I could have even helped you more. Like, it's just like... It's just like, it's useless. Yeah. And he was like, well, no, because he asked me not to tell anyone. I'm like, but he he then told me later, which means I wasn't part of anyone and you should have deduced that. Yeah, right. Is that fair to assume that he should have known? Maybe not, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm right. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. The thing is, like, it's like... Gossip, the way we were trained to like learn about gossip mm -hmm. is wrong. Yes, it is. A hundred percent. It's just wrong. It's wrong. Because it's like I, because like they frame it like anything that you, if you're talking about anyone behind their back, it's innately malicious. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, it's malicious when it's malicious. Yeah. And it's quite rarely malicious. Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, it is like, I think that there's, I think there's a total line and I feel like I, I think honestly, most people can sense when the line is when it's like, oh, you're just saying that to be mean. Like, it's like, you know, if you're like talking about someone's body in a mean way, it's yep, like, 100%. why would you, that's not, 100%. it's not constructive. That's not nice. But like, you know, if you're like, you know, they said this thing in this way and it made me feel weird. And I'm kind of interested to think about like, what, what do you think about this way that they said that? I think that's a really constructive way to talk about relationships. I think that's really healthy. Yeah. And also it's like, it's crazy to be like, like if, if someone was like, like, if you were to come to me and be like, hey, I feel weird around this person, but I can't fully articulate why. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I knew that that person was like abusive to someone else. Sure. And I didn't tell you that. Weird. Psychotic. Yeah. I would say psychotic and malicious. Yes. That's actually malicious. Because then I'm, it's sort of gaslight. Because I'm like, I have this gut well, feeling. I'm, it's, it's like not even gaslighting. I'm just like leaving you to the land. I'm just like, no, yeah. I don't know anything. And it's like, I'm just <laughs> letting you getting absolutely taken like yeah. for a ride. Right. And potentially harmed, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think gossiping is so healthy. Yeah, I think it is too. I'm so glad you agree. I, I can't wait to get off mic and gossip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, finally. <laughs> well, I think that's also how when you're making new friends and like going out, it's like, who are the people that are actually going to... That's it's the it's the no bits thing. Where yeah, I'm like, can yeah, you talk yeah. about something real? Yeah. And, then, and the bits people never want to talk about anything real. And you know what that is a lot of the time? Hmm. Look at me. Okay. They have something to hide. Mm. They don't want to talk about you any real things because they don't want... Because when the real stuff comes out, they, they're going to look bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a it's a defense mechanism. It's a wall. Yeah. Something about, yeah, blinders, whatever, it's, you know? I mean, it's always, like, shitty straight white dudes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you, like, try, like, you attempt to be like, so, but, like, how do you feel about, you know, this? Yeah. What, and they're like, and then this guy comes <laughs> in. And you're like, no, that's not. It's, it's like, like, actually asking like you about your life. profoundly not it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, I have a question. Yes. So you grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. I forgot which side of the country Oregon was on for a second. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, doesn't matter. I almost said East and I was like, that's Maine. Um, there's another port on there though. Yeah. Um, did you grow up like going to restaurants, going out with your family? Were you a going out family? Not really. I mean- Or UK. Um, the what? I, I said okay with an Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, you leave. You're like, that was really offensive. That, you know what? That one, that one is too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know a lot of Australian people. Um, anyway, no, not really. I mean, I think it was a combination of, to be honest, Portland's restaurant scene was not really any. I mean, there were definitely, there are some staples that have been there for a long time. Yeah. It's sort of only recently, I feel like, Boomed. invested in that or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, and also we didn't have very much money. So it was kind of like a selective I, thing. I get that. Yeah. That's, I guess, I'm just curious what the difference between West Coast and East Coast restaurant vibes is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if I can speak. I, mean, I like, don't. Yeah, maybe you can. <laughs> I think that here's what I'll say. Here's an example of um, a sort of family lore of a place that we did go out to eat. Okay. Is... Um, my dad, my dad is a total foodie, even though I kind of hate that term, but like he yeah. fucking loves food. An amazing cook, you know, whatever. Oh, totally. he's going to love that I'm saying this. <laughs> 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 yes, dad, you're a good cook. You know, he's also the kind that needs like a lot of like positive affirmation. So he cooks anything and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, are you, are you smiling? Is that good? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yum, 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 you know? <laughs> Um, anyway. You can always meet the, <laughs> like it's funny also meeting the people who are clearly raised by those people because like you'll make something and they're like oh my god like, like <laughs> stop coming like, that's it's- literally me that's literally me <laughs> I have something that someone didn't even make they just gave me and I'm like mm, 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 mm. <laughs> they're like whoa it's a cookie like <laughs> from Russell Silvers <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and I'm like but you put it on the plate but you put it on the plate. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. um, anyway, so yeah, my dad, he loves food. Um, and he did discover, he read about, he's the kind of person that reads the article about the restaurant, prints it out, puts it on the fridge, just thinks I'm about obsessed. it for a while. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, just sort of reflects on it. Bring us back to that time. <laughs> That's such a special time. Yeah. I mean, for your dad, it sounds like it's now. But, yeah, it's um, like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he like. Read this article where he like, it was like some, um, it was a strip club in Portland and he found out that the owner of the strip club is, oh my God, this is, they, (laughs) they, the owner of the strip club owns a farm, a beef, a cow farm, beef farm. He raises his own cows and he serves, this is so crazy, he serves, um, the beef at a takeout window outside the strip club. (laughs) 
And this menu, you guys, this menu, there's the number of the number of names that have come through my name my head for what this institution should be called. Like right off the bat. Patties. 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 Oh, amazing. Number one. Literally email them. Bofine. Two. Yes. Like cuspy, but I don't think it's derogatory, but like heifers. Mm, Yeah. 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 And then like I mean, those off the, you know what I mean? Just like, right off the top. Yeah. I, that's, mean, I mean, that's double stack. Okay. Four. Oh like, my God. I yeah. just, it's like, I'm immediately like the number of names and I'm, I know it's probably just called like slingers or something, but like. It's called the Acropolis. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um. <laughs> <That's amazing>. <laughs> no! <laughs> it should be at least called the it should be at least called the Atopolis. Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, so the menu there. <laughs> so here's what I'll say. During, I'm the youngest. <laughs> I'm the youngest of three kids by a lot. My parents claim I was on purpose, but you know my brother's eight years older, my sister's eleven years older. So it's kind of like, well. <laughs> um, and so when I was when I was growing up, there was a lot of things mentioned in my household that was like, oh, shit, d- don't go to school and say that. You know, because it was like I was living with yeah, like, yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like having adult conversations. I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> um, and, and so the Acropolis was kind of one of the family things that was like, do not go to school and tell anybody that this is where we're getting dinner tonight. Um, <laughs> not so that I funny. obviously ever went in, but I did wait in the parking lot. <laughs> At like five years old. Um, oh, my God. But... So, but there was a takeout window and this was key because my dad was like, I don't ever go into the club. I order from the takeout window because (laughs) this menu had crazy prices. You could get a burger. I swear to God, my size. (laughs) You get a burger like a foot long, essentially. Like, I don't even know how many pounds. Like, (laughs) Like, what is this burger? A foot long? It's like, it's like huge. Like, um, like I think like. Three pounds, like pounds of meat. That's too big. For but like okay. five bucks. No. Like literally the prices were crazy. I mean, they've gone well, up. Well, he owns the cows. Like, he owns the cows. Middle, no middleman. There's no middleman. And it was really good. The amazing fries. Like they, and it was the kind of place where they, they pile on so many fries. You're like, this is ridiculous. I don't need this many fries, <laughs> which is hard. I mean, that's a lot of fries. So yeah. anyways, we would go there. I mean, every couple of weeks, to be honest. It was like, well, we don't I have to dinner tonight. You can get a shit it. ton of food. You could eat it for days. <laughs> and and all it took was, you know, we're all waiting in the car while my dad's at the takeout window of the Acropolis. Paying for it in singles. Like. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this will make things easier. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he had a dad joke where he was like, he pulls out like a 20, he's like, now I know you got changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Probably haven't seen one this big in a while. <laughs> now, am I allowed to just hand it to you yeah. or to put it in your G-string? <laughs> the guy at the window's like, please, sir. <laughs> For the love of fucking Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> yeah. He's like, can I get a Coke? The soda. Yeah. <laughs> 
I medically need to go to this place. No, absolutely. Like, literally, you should. I need to go to this place. It's fucking good. It's really good. That's so amazing. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's like, you know, did we go out to restaurants? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we did. So what was it like the first time you went to a restaurant where you were legally allowed inside? <laughs> Mind blowing. <laughs> I got heat in here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, huge. You're like nine years old. You go out with your friend's family and you're like, why are her tits covered? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this place is fancy. It's like Red Robin. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I also was saying, I'm like, I, the place I slept last night. I stayed with my friend in Philly, and she has a cat, mm. and I'm allergic. So no. like this laughing, I'm like cusping on. It. I'm like, <laughs> I need albuterol. Like I'm like cusping on a fan, like not a panic attack, an asthma attack. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! That's so funny. <laughs> what was? Oh, that's, I literally have no notes on the Acropolis. That's so good. (laughs) What did the building look like on the outside? I promise we'll move on, but I do just want to. Yeah, yeah, sure. I remember it vividly. It has uh, blue and white stripes. Okay. Um, It's your, also, it's like, it could not look creepier from the outside. I mean, it's it's like, well, fun fact, Portland, Oregon has the most Most strip strip clubs clubs per capita. capita. So I was very familiar with what a strip club looked like, but this one in particular, it had blue and white stripes all over the building. A big sign with lights flashing. Of course, they're always like kind of burnt out. A girl was, a girl was, a girl was. And it's always raining there. And it's on <laughs> the side of like a, a highway kind okay. of thing, like sort of like off the exit. Um, and a huge parking lot surrounding it. And it's yeah. just like a measly little building, sort of like. And everyone's parked at the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. Um, yeah. What was it like when you, what was the transition for you going from Portland to Oberlin like? Um, I mean, I immediately was like obsessed with like, how do I put this? I'm trying not to slander Portland so much anymore because, um, I think it makes me feel like, seem like a hater. No, but you can Um, speak authentically to your experience of growing up there. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) And I shall. (laughs) Um, yeah, my experience of growing up there, I think that like Portland has a lot of people who are, who have been in Oregon, like their families are in Oregon for many years. Many, many generations. And the thing about Oregon was it was founded as a white haven. So, yeah. um, and you feel that very deeply. It's, it's I've heard that. Extremely, extremely white. And in a way that people obviously will not, because they're liberal, so they know they shouldn't say that they like that, but they will say, oh, this is the perfect place to live. And you're kind of like, yeah. interesting. You feel that way. <laughs> Why? You know? Yeah. And, um, and so you feel that in a really like, crazy way and I also think that um, because then people also because I have a I'm from Vermont yeah oh and it wasn't you get it because it was, I mean, it wasn't like, I don't think it was founded with that intention, but like when we, because we moved to Vermont when I was six from yeah. Rhode Island, which is much more diverse. Yeah. When we got there, I like vividly remember in the car, my mom like looking at my dad and being like, there's no black people. Yeah. Like, and we were like, yeah. and that thing of like, not just like people saying like it's the perfect place to live, but then when people of other backgrounds start coming in, mm-hmm. they get to cite like, well, you're changing our culture. And it's like, your culture is whiteness. Yeah. Like, your culture is whiteness in a very oppressive, like, exactly. obviously always oppressive, but like, a, like the foundational, yes. you know, tenant of this place. And so, um, yeah, no, 100%. And yeah. that's totally when people now, it's it feels very coded when I meet someone who, 
um, either has lived in Portland or is from there or whatever. And they're like, I love Portland. Uh, exactly. They're yeah, like, I no, love it there. Is... Or what's happening more recently is people it's just being nice like, to get away and you're like, from what? Yeah, from what? It's like, yeah, no, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And they're kind of like, like, you know, oh, it is like changing a bit. Oh, very bad. And I'm like, it is, it is. And there's many, there's so many things wrapped up in that, obviously, because there's also like an incredible amount of homelessness there, similar to LA. Like it's, there's a lot of things that like people are like, oh, it's, it's doing not great. And I think a huge part of that is just, it's becoming a bigger city and there's different people moving there. And so the like older white people and younger white people, to be honest, are like, wait, ah, something's different. Oh, it's so fucking real. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, and it's like, you know, I am white. And so obviously that was my experience there too. Yeah. And I will say that, um, like also I think just having like, my dad is from New York and he's like a very loud Jewish man. And the, (laughs) and there are Jews in Portland. They are different. And that's just a fact. But the way that my dad like speaks to people, I think in Portland is people find it startling. Like they're like, oh my God, he's yelling. He's yelling and he's angry, you know? And I think that was also my experience of growing up of like watching those sorts of interactions and my dad being like, this place is a hellhole. <laughs> Why did you live there? Such a good question. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, he, my dad was a, like my parents met in California and they lived in LA for a bunch of years. Yeah. And then when my mom got pregnant with me, LA was just too expensive so they moved out to Portland. That makes sense. Um, it's funny to hear you talk because I feel like this is a thing where I meet people you can tell the difference between Jews who grew up in places where they were an outlier mm-hmm. and Jews who grew up like amongst completely homogenous Jewness. Yeah. yeah. That was an insane way of phrasing <laughs> it. I meant to say all Jewish people and I said homogenous <laughs> Jewness. I'm intimidated that you went accurate. to Oberlin and I'm trying to sound like an <laughs> academic. <laughs> That was crazy. No, but you can tell, like, I, I don't know, that it makes sense to me hearing, like, yeah. you grew up in a space where, like, being Jewish othered you, which is, like, not the always yeah. the experience. Yeah, yeah, Well, and I think also, like, Jewish in a really specific, because, like, again, there are Jews in Portland, but it's, like, I don't know. I there, It's, I mean, Jewish geography is very fascinating. I think that, like— They it, probably learned to pass in a way that yes, your dad yes, didn't. 100%. And I think also my dad, in his beautiful way, sort of doubled down, right? He was yeah. like, he's like, I'm different here, and I'm really different here. <laughs> <laughs> So I think people were like, what is going on? You know, like a lot of like the parents I went to high school with were like, that guy is intense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yes, I uh, going to Oberlin from Portland, I was like, honestly, just obsessed with how people talked like they were saying exactly what they meant. Like, I felt like it was a lot of a lot of kids from New York and a lot of kids from L.A., to be honest, like big. Yeah, it was. semi-unique that I was from, like, the Pacific Northwest. There right. was, like, people from Chicago, obviously. Right. Um, people from Philly. But, like, it was very, yeah, people were just like, oh, hi, you seem cool. We should be friends. And I was like, whoa, what? You know, <laughs> it felt very, like, The level astute. of directness. It was so direct. I was obsessed with it. And so that felt like a huge, that was really refreshing to me. Interesting. Um, obviously, there's plenty of critiques to be made about, you know, it's a fancy liberal arts college, you know, like right, there's yeah, like yeah. weird stuff happening there always. But, um, but yeah, that was really a nice transition. Totally. Did you feel like that affected how you like went out and socialized? Um, yeah. I mean, I felt like I was immediately more popular than I'd ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, this is so much easier. I felt yeah. like I, 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 in retrospect, I realized I had spent a lot of time growing up, like 
trying to figure out how to communicate in a way that wasn't too, I don't know. No, I, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing we were talking about earlier with the bits. It's like, yeah. I can't thrive in an environment where you have to like play the game. Yeah, I can't. It's too much. I'm just because like. Because our, personali- our personalities are good enough on their own yes, is the situation. That's the and thing. that's not always the case. And so people create oppressive systems to raise up mediocre personalities. Yeah. I've been doing stand up for a long time. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, it is like, I think that's 100% what it is. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I think that's why I thrive. I think that's why I feel so New England is because of mm. that like directness. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Because I feel like they talk about like, the, you know, in the South, there's like always like that coded double speak. And I feel like in the West Coast, there's much more of like a chillness to it where mm-hmm. I, I need a little bit of that frenetic like yeah. directness. Yeah. I think it's healthy. I do too. And I do think that like in LA, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Like I think in LA, it's obviously distorted because it's like then you have like the sort of like umbrella of like the industry hanging over everyone sort of right. pulling strings. But I do think that there, I like the amount of directness to an extent that there is. It's like at least totally we all know what we're doing here, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that that's, it is interesting because that is a subversion of like the stereotype of East Coast versus West Coast. And I've heard other people say this about LA, which is like, in New York, we all kind of pretend we don't have dreams a little mm-hmm. bit, like, mm-hmm. or we don't have like our goals, we don't have like our projects going on. Yeah. Where in LA, everyone's very much like, hey, so I have this in development and I want to talk to you about it. Absolutely. Like, where yeah. it's like, no one here does that. Yeah. No one here, like, someone, you'll get drinks with someone and the next day it'll be announced that they have like an X Men movie that yeah. is being greenlit <laughs> that they like wrote and have been producing for two years. And yeah. it's like, I told you about my dad last yeah. night. Like, <laughs> over, like, we were like crying holding each other and then you find out that they're like playing Wonder yeah. Woman. And yeah. you're like, that's so interesting. You're like, I would have loved to even just know for a second. Just one second. Yeah. And I wouldn't have told anyone because yeah. I also like came out to you privately. Like, whatever it is. It's like, <laughs> but like that's New York yeah, where I feel yeah. like everyone knows everything in LA. Yeah, I do really like, like I've literally said to people, people are like, why'd you move to LA? I'm like, for dreams. <laughs> like, for and dreams. I, I do like that. I'm like, it's true, you know? That's yeah. okay. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also why everyone moved to New York. It's true. Not everyone, but everyone that we know, like yeah. com- comedians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you have a lot of friends out here, too? I do. I do. Yeah. That's gorge. Um, Kind of, like, through college and, and stuff. Like, I have, like, family out here, too. Which I'm, is obsessed. Nice. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I'm um, obsessed. Is this up. your first time being out here doing stand-up? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's, I was like, oh, God. You know, I was like, I hope that they think I'm funny here. Well, we're going to. Thank you. We're going to, objectively. <laughs> You're doing my show on Saturday. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be so it's fun. Gonna, it's going to be so fun. Do you have plans after? Um, No. Gorge, we're hanging out. Okay, awesome. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. I love we'll that. <laughs> I, got, mm, <laughs> um, I actually would love to pick your brain about your projects. <laughs> <laughs> That is upsetting to me. <laughs> Sorry, triggering. No, I'm sorry, guy. I don't want to do yeah, that. I just don't pick it anymore. I don't want it to be made. <laughs> no, that's. I'm. I'm so excited that you're. I was so excited when I saw you're coming out here because I also. Um, I feel like you should be out here a lot doing stand up. I feel like you're so funny. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited because, okay, the problem is that we normally end the show by making our plans to go out, but I feel like that's the natural progression of the conversation is to do that right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) So I want, here's my question. Is there a way that on the night of the show we can also go to the Acropolis? (laughs) I want it so bad. God, I wish. God, I wish. I mean, maybe there's something similar. I don't know. It does feel very Portland specific. I feel like the strip clubs here are not allowed to sell food. Mm. I would venture really? to guess. I don't know. They're, they're yeah. all on the West Side Highway. Yeah, yeah. Um, in and in Queens. Yeah. They are in Queens. Yeah. Did you ever go to strip clubs in Portland? Um, no, I've never. Uh, no, I've never been to a strip club. I've been to like 
events with like queer strippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm very ethical. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I went to one strip club once and it was carpeted. Okay. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd the and, carpet feel? Um, hard. Oh, hard. Uh-huh. Hard. Yeah. And one of the polls, I was like halfway <laughs> through, I was like, it was, this was like one of the worst weekends of my life. FYI. Okay. Good to know. I was in Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs> Uh, and just like hanging out. No, I got this is actually a good story. I should tell the story. I was like seeing a guy in high or no, not high school. <laughs> I, was I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was brag, brag, brag. Okay. No, okay. I was seeing a guy who like and in for years when I was in college, like a couple years where I met him while studying abroad and I would like he lived in New York and I was still going to college in Burlington. And so I would I would every like six months come down to New York and like spend a week with him. But then we like would not speak when I was back in Burlington. Fascinating. Okay. But so it was like we were dating when we would be together, but then we like would not speak at all. And then I'd be like, hey, I miss you. And then I'd like come down. And then he came up and visited like maybe once. Did you I, like that? I was like a kid. Like I was yeah. like 20. Yeah. And I just like really liked him because he was older. He was like 25 and was lived in New York. So he was like the coolest person in the world to me. Now I'm realizing he was like, 25 living in New York, like hooking up with like a 20 year old who lives in Burlington. Like, yeah. like he was clearly the lame one. Yeah. But at the time I like loved coming to New York and like feeling like I lived here and like hanging out with people. But one time I came down when I like decided I was moving here, I like came down and I was like, Hey, I'm moving here. Um, I like, are we going to be a thing when I get here? And he was like, Oh, I actually have a boyfriend. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, and I was like in his apartment at like 11 o'clock at night. And I like didn't know what to do. Were they like open or it was just like he was literally cheating? I don't, I didn't ask many more yeah, questions. Okay. I kind of like literally just immediately left. Yeah, sure. And I ended up, so then, then I stayed at like a friend's house in the city that night who like I didn't know super well. They were like someone who I'd gone to college with. And then I was like, I need to get out of, I need to get out of New York right now. Mm-hmm. And there was no train or bus back to Burlington the next day. And my friend lived in Boston at the time. And mm-hmm. so I called her and I was like, can I come to Boston and hang out with you this weekend? Because like I was supposed to go to New York and it is a flop. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, totally. And then we get there and she was like, so the thing I forgot to tell you is that tonight we're going to Worcester for my friend's birthday. And I was like, do you know Worcester? Um, not really. It's it's like not a thriving place. To yeah. Me. <laughs> As it, I imagine like, isn't it like a suburb or no, it's not quite a no, suburb. No, it's like a city that I think like one, maybe in like the 40s had a thriving industry sure. that has like sure. decayed Absolutely. and like not much. Like, Beautiful. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a rougher town. Okay, sure. A little rough around say, the edges. Yeah. yeah. And so I, and it was just basically, I was like, I was supposed to like hang out, be hanging out in New York with this guy. Like, and now I'm in Worcester with a bunch of straight people. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Like completely straight people at like a very heterosexual sports bar where it was Ooh. like just Bud Lights scary. everywhere. Scary, scary. And then they were like, "We're going to Sweaty Betty's," and I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> "What's that?" And it was Sweaty Betty's, the colloquial yeah. term for a strip club called Hurricane Betty's that we then so, went to, and they sort of and, rec- renamed it. And I said, Betty's. and they sort of they actually took creative license and named it Sweaty Betty's. Great, great. And then we went there, and I was like. 20 and being mm-hmm. like, I don't enjoy this. Oh my God. Um, and oh, I saw, and oh, and the, but the PS resistance of the moment was during one of the strip shows, I was like looking at the polls and mm-hmm. I was like, it was like, there was like two polls on the stage and I was like, one of those is a water pipe. Like a, conv- like a conveniently <laughs> placed, like part of the plumbing. Wait, I'm sorry. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> that's kind of epic. And then the other one was a pole. Sure. Um, so that was the one time I went to a strip club. Wow. Sweaty Betty's. Sweaty Betty's. Not ideal. Okay. Not ideal. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I think that was my, I would go see like 
the thing is, I would go to a strip club where like they're doing like the incredible pole dancing where it's like a sport. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I would watch like, like in a heart. That's amazing. Yeah, because I've taken a I took a pole dancing class once. It's literally a hundred times harder than you can it's imagine. It's so hard. It's, it's crazy. It's so hard. It's crazy. Um, so I would go watch that. Like a, I would go to like a pole dancing show and oh, watch yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the tricks and stuff in like a heartbeat. Yeah. I just and I would watch any stripper do anything. I really just don't want to do with the men that are sitting there. Totally. It's That's, all about the environment, and then you're kind of like, is everybody okay? I don't know. You I know, think like, for the most part, I feel like most sex workers, I'm like they're okay in like a strip club. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. like default to like they're not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would if, uh, the men. I'd be like, are they safe? <laughs> Because I don't like yeah, that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's more where are, I yeah. default to. Totally, totally. Yeah. Okay. Now I think we can actually plan our night out. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Gorgeous. Um, okay. So I feel so. My sh- is the show at seven. The show's at seven thirty. Okay. So we could meet up at the show, do mm-hmm. my show, and then get drinks after with everyone. Okay. If you're hungry, we could also get a bite before in the neighborhood and then go over to Gav. Okay. Um, no brush. I mean, that sounds awesome to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. What kind of food? What's your vibe? Bite of what? Okay, here's the thing. Here's when I have to come clean. I knew we had some dietary. I have dietary. How would you know? Because I'm Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do have dietary restrictions. But here's what I'll say. Recently, it's been... Okay, so I've been lactose intolerant for a long time. I'm using quotes because recently I found that actually dairy is a little bit easier for me than gluten. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fun. I'm like the funnest person (laughs) in the world. Um, But I love meat. A lot. I love seafood a lot. Okay. And like I'll eat a lot. Like anything that I can eat, I will eat. I just do have a very sensitive tummy. To dairy and gluten. Yeah. So let's do Mexican. Okay. Gorgeous. Let's yeah. do tacos before the show. Perfect. Ah, uh, I uh, love that. Oh my god. I love that. And it's very funny that the Acropolis destroyed your stomach as a child, and now you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. For some reason, I have these dietary restrictions. <laughs> my, my dad fed massive me. burgers. My foot long burgers that had fiberglass in them. <laughs> But he was like, it was locally sourced. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was always how he put it, too. That is so... He's like, it's Portland. I was like, no, this isn't... It's not like the farm down the street. You know yeah. What I mean? um, okay, Gorge, I'm so excited to see you do stand-up this weekend. I'm, so, I'm excited to see I you. I hope all your other shows go wonderfully. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thanks so much for having me. What a blast. What a blast. What a blast. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seasai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. 